So are you just waking up or are you still waiting to fall asleep? <laughs> I woke up at like 1230. I was up pretty late last night. But like you're the, done. Yeah, I'm done. The crunch, like the music video I started like three months ago and we had that completely done, but the open editions were still like in limbo. So the last like two weeks have just been straight crunch. Deliver the assets. Deliver. They want them fucking delivered. Yeah. So we're good to go. Yeah. Blue check mark. What's up? About <laughs> time. Fucking five years. Five years after I started like sending out, please verify me notices to Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you know a guy that I, well, you showed me him on Super Rare, a guy named Killer Acid. Yeah. So. Do you know anything about that guy or like, is that a collective? It just seems like kind of like a brand. I can't put my finger on it. I didn't know anything about him until I saw you post about him. And it looks like they have like a lot of t-shirts and, and other shit as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It but does it's, look it's like, fire. It's fire. Yeah, it is sick. I'm on, I'm on killer Ass's website. It's one person. Okay. Rob Corradetti. So I did a whole lot of research, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, he seems legit. He's got he's got clothing in Zoomies, um, and a bunch of other places. He got he's got work in Urban Outfitters. Yeah. I easily paid forty bucks for the shirt that I bought for him, and I love it. Every cent was worth it. Yeah, he's got some cool shit. He's got he's got yeah. I mean, that's a pretty decent following on Instagram. What is it? Two sixty two. Nice. Since twenty ten. Yeah, it's been around. Get him on the pod to talk. Yeah, dude. Honestly, yeah. DM, like no joke. I'd like to know about this guy. Cause this is like a good, like almost like structure to how he uses Instagram to like mainly advertise his stuff. Yeah, like his clothing and stuff. Yeah, stickers. Yeah, sticker yeah. packs are nuts. What are your thoughts on Steve Aoki in about fifteen minutes? Oh, is that in fifteen minutes? Yeah. Um, I know Anthony Tedisco. I know, like I've I've spoken with him throughout the years. Is he uh, related to Mark at all? Yeah, they're brothers. Oh, they are brothers. Okay. As far as I know, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're brothers. Yeah, we'll see. Um, let me take a look here. So they got a they got a physical display with infinite objects, <laughs> and then let's take a look at these opens. Oh yeah, I did see the infinite objects. So the, the rarer ones in the packs come with an infinite object. I think it's the one, five, and ten. The packs are two grand. There's, but there's only 200 of them, so there's no shot of getting any of them. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I won't try on anything that's not an open edition or drawing at this point unless I think I can win a silent auction. Yeah. That's my only other option. So you notice that Nifty changed up their structure so they don't do open editions at the same time anymore? Yeah. Yeah, it was supposed to help, but last night was hellish. Yeah. Nobody could buy anything. I put it on the drawings for Dot Pigeon only because I had to turn off Wi-Fi and then do it through my cell service, and it worked for some reason. But Wi-Fi was like, nah, bro. Can't oh, really? Yeah. Damn. And that was after they restarted it. Like, I didn't get in until, like, 7.45, and I started trying at, like, 6.30. So they were definitely having issues last night, but they'll put yeah. money back into it. It's just, like, how long is it going to take, you know? I, I mean, as far as I know, they hired a bunch of new engineers, so hopefully they're not going to run into, you know, any drop issues coming up. If they supported the Grimes one and she pulled in six – million like on that day like yeah it'll it'll work but i like the staggering not having as many artists on the same day doing the the drawings at a different time than the open editions it's all helping yeah for sure yeah i think if you have like 
you know, obviously with any big artist, it's going to drive a lot of views to the page. I'm curious to see how this one goes because everyone knows who Steve Aoki is. Right. You know what the best part is? We will you see results in seconds. Yep. He's like, okay. <laughs> good. <laughs> I think this will do pretty decent. Yeah. He's a big name. The four-way collab was sick because I could see the styles of all those different people like meshing together. It was um, Odious, Fuocious, uh, Paradism, and then uh, who's the other guy? Was it wasn't John Bergerman? It was John Wolf. John Wolf or something. Yeah, John Wolf. I thought that was a great collab. Like all four of them kind of mesh well together. Yeah, it was interesting. Like the the one that was for forty four thousand. Like I liked that artwork a lot. It was really cool. I just all of those were sick. That was priced so high though. I don't know what the consensus was on that. What, how many did they sell? Because they had four no. of those for forty four thousand. All open editions. No idea. I didn't think it was open. I thought it was a I think it was amount. it was a drawing. But dude, these are reselling like really, really well. But uh, I just bought a G Mump because uh they went down to 620. Oh nice. Out of a thousand when it was first uh, all I can say is G Monk's next drop is gonna be insane. That's what I'm saying, dude. These are definitely gonna um inflate in price. I can't wait for that to happen. I mean, Larry's all in. I think he's got three of them. You got yeah, and you got a shout out from someone in the Discord for bidding on his super rare stuff because that thing is dope and actually kind of right up your alley. That's like yeah. your work motionized. Exactly. Also, Maurice Spurlick is dropping this this week. Tell us about him. I've never yeah. heard this name. Scope him on Instagram. This is like your old kind of your old shit. Yeah. Back to style. He's a G. Did you know it? Did you was this like before or after you started? Did you know him? Before or after I started Instagram? Yeah. I've followed his work for probably like four years now. This is cool. Yeah, dude. Um, the, the Pulp Fiction one, style one, with the fucking skiers. Oh, yeah, dude. You had to have inspired this guy. No, dude. He's like, he had to have inspired me, man. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, this is cool shit. Yeah, he's big into, like, the mouth stuff. Yeah, the, yeah, the cocaine eyebrow. Oh, TJ Miller straight flop, huh? Yeah, I'm kind of happy about that. Damn, dude. That was I weird. was like, what are you, what are you doing, dude? Like, I don't understand his connection to the space at all. TJ Miller. Yeah, he has – I think it, it looks very much like a cash grab. Yo, there's a big-time bidding war going on. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this. From last night? No. For the Steve Aoki one, it's already up to 30K. And not like a quick 30K. There's been like 20 bids on it. Yeah. You're starting to see more of these people up here with this money making these bids. Yeah. What do you think of that Bitcoin angel and in, in that Trevor telling everyone to hold? Do you, did you see that? Yeah, I did see that. Interesting. It is, right? Because it just drove the price way up. Yeah. Maybe he's planning something big. I don't know. The thing with the Bitcoin price getting to 77000 Don't be trading hard long. when that gets close. Yeah. Are you like excited for this week? Like you don't have to do anything, do you? No, at this point I'm good, but yeah, I'm nervous, man. I don't know how it's going to play out. <laughs> this is um next drop off of having that album sale, dude. Like, yeah, I think if this is marketed the right way, I think there'll be a lot of people with eyes on this, especially from the music industry side of the house. Yeah. We'll see, man. I mean, we put in a lot of work, like, 
fucking music. I, with you, right? I think so, more people need to know that the SS is Slime Sunday because I don't think a lot of people realize that on the secondary market because no, some I of those prices are like sitting low, vulnerable. Yeah, I really, I believe, that. I do believe that. I really don't think that they realize it's YouTube. Yeah, I don't think they do either. I think it would bring more value to the artwork if, if you know, because it's the both of us. If people, if people just think it's one person, I don't know. Did you? Are you doing the same thing where buy all three opens, redeem a portion? Yeah. Of the show? Yeah. Do I mean, you, the music video itself took forever. So I, you showed us a clip of that. That was nuts. Yeah. Hopefully, it's received well. If if the idea is to get to buy all three to redeem, you can for sure price the other two really whatever you want yep like you could go 33 or even like 2100 and then like something over 3333 honestly yeah because it's not necessarily supposed to be easy or cheap to collect all to redeem exactly so like you put a cheap one out there that's like a that's like a crowd pleaser in like in a good way and then you gotta like tell people to put their nuts on the table if you want to yeah. actually cop this whole thing <laughs> yeah exactly we gotta we gotta figure out a way to like explain that correctly yeah but i think it's you know like i think open edition should be accessible that was like the main point of yeah that to start with and now hey, you get your foot in the door collecting like it's hard to do it on nifty gateway this day if you're just now discovering it like yeah five hundred dollar floor out there right now yeah it's definitely not easy to get into how about me getting the few piece and it ended up being the last one? Wait, what? Oh, yeah. I got the last one of that. They minted it last. You have the last? You have the last edition number? Technically, I have 793 out of 792. It doesn't even make any sense. Dude, it's a glitch in the system. It's, it's a misprint, dude. I got <laughs> it listed for like 70K. <laughs> make a move. Wait, so... Oh, so did you have to contact Nifty Gateway about that? No, I just threw something up in issues and then they didn't respond. And then I replied back and said, like, this is resolved, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but there must have been a fuck up because I checked it right after I bought it and they had only gotten up to like 280 mints so far. So I got in before 280. And then something must have happened where they just had to mint mine last because it got missed or something. Yep. And I maybe it's because I paid with my account balance rather than a card. I don't know. We're looking well, at the final music video right now. As long as you got it. So what you'll notice about the uh, the open editions is they're like all set up as like kind of like a collector card type situation. So when you redeem the music video, you get a different version than the one of one. Mm. Dude, the music video already. I'm fucking hyped. I'm just, I can't even hear the music. I'm just looking at the visuals. It's trippy as fuck. Yeah, they are pretty trippy. Are those landscapes like mountains? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It looks yeah. so uh, like another planet. Yeah, just with like a lot of um, manipulation on the colors and... In the mirrored sides. Yeah. So the the last open edition was like the one called Flux. Nifty has been like wanted us to get everything in like yesterday we still need to still need to get them in so like that one's kind of uh i wish i had a little more time to work on it we're at the hand now the iridescent hand now yeah oh shit this is crazy the mirrored blocks that are like upside down yep oh man it's all inverted is this gonna be the first minted full music video 
As far as I know, yeah. People are going to be about this. So I haven't even heard the music. We have to, uh, there's going to be, I think, I honestly think the redemption is going to end up being whatever you redeem for buying all three is going to be worth a lot of money. Yeah, because it's not going to be easy. It shouldn't be easy to get. No, No. And that's like, I guess, you know, with open editions, that's kind of a way to make it more exclusive. Yeah. I mean, I think too much lags mechanism was really fucking interesting and really and done really well. But hopefully this is like helps a bit when you have this exclusive open edition that you can only get if you get all three. Yeah. Whose hand is that? <laughs> Joey Zella. <laughs> <laughs> How funny is that? I, I hit him up. I was, so I had like I had the concept. I was like, dude, I just need a fucking hand and this music video will be done. So I hit up Joey Zella. I was like, yo, dude, can uh can you film a hand for me? He's like, yeah, sure. Fucking <laughs> sick. <laughs> so they're all full-length songs. There's the three open edition, the flux, the flow. Oh, and these are fucking sick, dude. They're all gonna be unreleased, unreleased tracks that never come out. Wow. The music video will come out at some point, along with the with the track. And like for the one of one music video the collector is going to get to name the name the song mm, holy shit yeah which is going to be crazy i think that's interesting like you know like on, on spotify <laughs> the collector comes up with the name yeah this is like a this is this is sweet this, the music video is gonna pop dude i wish i could like tell you to relax but because everything's gonna be fine because everything's gonna be fine this is gonna be so legit it's it's gotta be fucking pretty fucking stressful i'd say at least oh it definitely is especially like if you start thinking about the money it's it gets stressful Um, yeah i try not to like watch drops unless it's like my friends you know because you can get it can get fucking stressful seeing everybody else when you're like kind of just waiting to go um (laughs) then like obviously if yours flops you're like ah fuck you don't want it to flop that would be awful blouse record drop just like blew up yeah that was wild there's no way there's still like the like ripple effect like who knows what what, who like what this could look like seriously though because what he did and what those bidders did that's like i don't know yeah they they, they, they would money are in yeah but they also like pretty much changed the music industry for good in my opinion yeah because after that like the amount of musicians that are hitting up blau and trying to get involved is insane yeah and and it's gonna be like who needs fucking record labels anymore you know why not just own your artwork i mean in your music and just give it directly to people how does that work though now that dude owns the record no like it's like a like if say you go to maker's place like they have it written out like what the ownership rights are Mm -hmm. but in the future like you can structure your contracts in any way you want like technically with my shit, I will I don't care what happens with with the artwork after it's gone. Yeah. After somebody buys it, like do whatever the fuck you want with it. Yeah. But there's obviously gonna be like people who are more protective of their shit and they can, you know, they can write that stuff out in the smart contract. I mean, I think Blau in the future wants to make it so like the participants, the people who are buying into the artwork are, you know, rewarded on royalties in the future. Like say a music video does extremely well. Mm-hmm. You know. And it's getting a ton of streams. Like the collectors will be rewarded for, you know, being part of, of the music in purchasing it, you know? So like 
yeah, like if collectors could collect royalties themselves off of the music, like that would be sick, right? Dude, yeah. So it's basically like you put stocks in songs you like. Yeah. And as more people like them, you get a little small, tiny cut every time. Holy shit. Yeah. Microtransactions. Yeah, that's like what he wants to do in the future. But obviously, like I've noticed that, you know, all the licensing shit is kind of questionable at this point. Nobody really knows, like at least the people I've talked to, like how this shit works. It's still so early. Like someone should come up with some structure at some point. Are there going to be like who, who can make the rules, though? The artists, I guess. Yeah. yeah, no, it's true on both sides. Yeah. I think the Aoki stuff is out. Oh, shit. It's minting. They're minting pretty good. Wow, he sold a bunch of these. Hey. Hey. Finally, man. What's good? Yeah. Good to see your face rather than your fucking icon. <laughs> I know, right? I've been oh, icons for years. I know. Like, I feel like it goes back to all the way to 2015 since we started. Or since I started. Yep. 100%. Shit. Whew, I'm just like coming out of a fucking editing coma yeah <laughs> yeah i had to make i had to make four open editions in three days is this yeah. for like nifty gateway yeah so we gotta drop i gotta drop with blau on the 12th and yeah i spent like three months on a music video <laughs> now we need to do like four open editions with that so i'm kind of fucked have you just been like cramming everything in working 24 7 yep i bet yep. yeah and you know it man yeah. And then you got the books going on, all that shit. Yeah. How's that going? Oh, it's going. Got yeah. It. Yeah. Just waiting, like saying you're going to do a book a month before a nifty gateway <laughs> drop is always like, oh, that sounds fucking easy. Let's do a book. And then you go do a book and it's a, just a fucking nightmare. You but, find a binder? Yeah. So everything, I've, I've paid everything. All I got to wait for is for them to go into production with the print. So they said it's going to be done in April. Yeah, it was just a pain in the ass, like finding people who are going to do like a really good job for a good price. Like I'm probably going to pretty much break that like, on this. Nice. That's good to know, actually. Yeah. So you're like cramped everything. You had to find like a book dealer and everything within that month. Yeah. You had all the content. And you had like all the content. Yeah, it was just finding people to like put everything together and then like making oh. the acrylic case. That was a nightmare trying to find somebody to do that. Yeah, man, it was a it was a fucking challenge. Put it that way. Dude, I'm do glad you think I'm- like if you if you're ever gonna do a book again, do you think you like allocate more time for yourself, like oh, months yeah. in advance? Yeah, yeah, maybe like hey. six months in advance next time. Yeah, exactly. But it all worked out for the yeah. best. It's it's fucking nuts because I feel like ever since like COVID hit. For me, like work kind of dipped down a bit, and like, cause I do the film production stuff and the VFX shit. But I was doing stuff where, like, with like Kill the Noise, but everything with music side just got like canceled because of you know everything that was happening. Yeah, it was a little spooky at first. I don't know what the fuck was gonna happen, but then luckily, like, work kind of picked up, and and then the NFT shit like just kind of came out of left field, and it's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, now it's like. Who needs client work, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like it completely like surpassed and took over that shit, which is good for the best, yeah. honestly. Your stuff's crushing on super, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's doing pretty good. 
I mean, Slime's the one that hooked me up with uh, Super Rare Whoop back in like October, November. So yeah, I just been going on there and just uh, fucking building things up and just putting up some of my older pieces, which is nice. Some of my more like well-known pieces are going up there and then just creating new content, just like having enough time to actually like put the work in and, and create some sick stuff. So it's been, it's been pretty wild. Yeah, well, we were just looking at a recent tweet that was, I think it was Euphoria was the piece from 2015, circa 2015. Yeah. And uh, well, maybe you can answer this for us. What's the perspective? Because he thinks it's a it's a 69. And I think it's someone laying on their back. Oh, I'm not even familiar with this. Euphoria is 69. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Let me pull this up. Provide some context here. Shit. Interpreting. The viewer is interpreting. Here. <laughs> Just hold it up to the screen. I love it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that shit. Oh, euphoria. Sorry, I thought you yep. said euphoria. <laughs> uh, That's how I read it the first time too. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, that was like, how? What did I do? I just like found some picture, like on like I think Pornhub or some like <laughs> pornographic content. So I was just in that kind of headspace and mood of like, just like I think I'm gonna just grab something and do something like fucking erotic, and then just add a bunch of cyberpunk shit on top of it. And yeah. there you go. It worked <laughs> out. Love it. Yeah. And that was like getting like before like Instagram got really weird with uh censorship. So you can get away a lot more back then. And then I think back in like around 2017, 2018, they were just like double downing on on censoring content and flagging and shit, you know, like slime, you're very well aware of all that stuff. Yep. I was just asking if you got hit with that too. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Comp band fully banned yeah wow yeah, fully banned <laughs> like they yeah. deleted his account yeah dude it was just nuts i was like i think it started off with that whole like tit clown yep and then just yeah yep. i just could i kept pushing it i kept getting like flagged for like the content i was like trying to push it and then i like tried censoring part of the image and it still didn't it still got flagged so it became kind of this cat and mouse game see how far I could push it but it was all like within one week and I think I just pissed off the algorithm and I kept pushing it and then eventually got that shit taken down I had like my pull up my phone like one night and then all of a sudden I couldn't log in so I'm like oh fuck <laughs> complete regret like instant regret doing that so and then like people reached out to me he's like dude what the fuck happened I'm like fuck god I got the shit banned I got it taken down and then he hooked me up with a guy like um in the past he's like a producer but he reached out and we were able to get it fixed because he was able to recover a lot of band accounts in the past so it all worked out but it was just a complete like freak out moment because it's like you're building up your account to like almost like i was like almost at 100k and all of a sudden just like boom it's gone so it's like fucked it's like my entire audience oh it's a yeah, lot of work that, that must be like a nightmare honestly i don't know yeah. what the fuck i would do but like start selling saying, nifties so, yeah exactly yeah. so you hit up and then like what what did he do to help you get your account back just out of curiosity well we were just uh we had to kind of create like a whole like pdf page just explaining like ways in which like there's community support because completely like everyone just kind of band together and like oh damn like sharing content and saying like, oh, we wish it would come back and just doing anything like in the community power just to bring the count back. So I like, kind of shared everyone's like 
feedback from the, the account being banned and then like just kind of putting everything together and explaining like walking through what pieces were, were banned and, and how I was trying to work with it. And I don't know, I just like kind of threw everything at it and like it ended up working out in the end. Nice. And like, yeah, it got it back like within like 24 hours. So you yeah. should rip off. You are banned from the internet in <laughs> it just striped that from you. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> You're almost account. banned from the internet. <laughs> all, my, all my pictures are got banned from the internet. His account got fucking banned from Straight the internet. Up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Either way, both situations are fucked. Like that should not happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like wasn't it was getting really difficult for you like you couldn't like they did some weird shit with your account where you like couldn't like comment on your own like post yeah, or something. yeah i couldn't comment i couldn't <laughs> reply back to people yeah and i think i'm like pretty much like i have no reach anymore so anytime i post something yeah. like nobody sees it so my account's basically just like a ghost account at this point really but yeah fuck nuts. instagram my next nft yeah. is going to be me deleting my instagram Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you should. NFC, you deleting your Instagram. I love it. Yeah, and it has to sell for double my follower count. <laughs> that's smart. <laughs> then he just throws. That's a, that's a mill, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, did you guys know that Sulo is like he works on like fucking movies and and TV shows and? It's not surprising. He, yeah, he does like a bunch of VFX work, and I actually just found this out recently. Like, I've known his. I don't know. I probably, how long do you think I've been following you? Like six or seven years now? Something crazy like that? Yeah, I can, I kept my, all my BFX shit. It's completely different than what's known on Instagram. I kept that shit completely like separate because I didn't really feel like it was relative to the shit I was trying to like curate on Xulo shit. So yeah, it was just, yeah, I got into like the VFX industry like back in, was it like 2009? Because I went to school in san francisco to like study like vfx and animation and then um got into like that around yeah 2009 worked for a company working for like james wan on in the movie insidious oh and yeah i worked on that shit and then worked on some blockbuster movies like iron man and whatnot and uh it was a completely different like aspect of the different than what I was doing on Exulo because the Exulo shit was just it's, it's pure like pop surrealism but like the the VFX shit is more like you know photorealistic and super technical kind of job mm-hmm. before I got into the VFX industry I was actually doing a lot of uh fine art and illustrative stuff that was a lot more of the stuff that everyone knows me for now so like all that stuff was like kind of put on the back burner and then I just focused on VFX for like from 2009 to like 2015 and then I kind of kind of shifted gears and started creating the Xulo stuff. And then things kind of became 50-50 with like, I do I still do like client work on the side with like films and stuff, but I also do all the digital illustrations and album art and animations. And then now it's mostly like NFT stuff with a little bit of like film stuff. Yeah, flipping through your Instagram, you can tell like how many different styles you can encompass. I feel like there's a color palette that kind of ties them all together, but you do so many different things. It doesn't surprise me that you also do uh, VFX stuff. Yeah, dude, I get like fucking bored like easily. I, I, I hate putting myself like in like these creative like corners because I just get bored. and I kind of lose interest. So I always, I always have to kind of explore and try different things. So I think I was able to kind of do that on Instagram. But like 
he kind of fight the algorithm because he know what garners the most viewership. So you stick within like a certain style or a certain color palette. But it got to a point where just like, fuck it, I'm going to make whatever I want and just like screw it. And then it kind of led into like this whole censorship and getting banned and because he just wanted to make whatever the fuck he want. And then w- once I got like banned, I ended up creating a private account. So anything that's like not safe for work shit is just put up on Xulo XX. And then I do the more like public stuff on Xulo. Show, so, show yeah. them, dude, show them the, um, the Amazon Prime Prime dick one. That's like my all time favorite. That one is so fucking <laughs> fun, dude. I just saw the Jeff Bezos one coming down with the box over it. I must have saw the censored version. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's super fucking tamed. Let's so yeah, yeah, Exulo a dick in a box. Yeah, that's a good yeah. account, man. I highly recommend following that one. Larry's on it. Right <laughs> hey, yo, yo, talk so talk so that you pop up. Oh my yeah. god! I don't know if that's yeah. even in focus. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> actually perfect it's almost too real <laughs> yeah dude like i remember like making this and it was just like reading all this shit that like bezos was like how he was like treating his employees and people were trying to protest because of like kind of trying to get fair wages and like all the covid shit that was happening so it's like fuck fuck him dude so i just put a <laughs> dick nose <and laughs> threw it up on XLO XX. i love it dude yeah <laughs> So you that. dance back and forth between like 2D and 3D a lot. Is there one that you prefer that you're like sticking with right now? Or I mean, I've always kind of sticked with one approach where like I just jump straight up into 3D program where I start like kind of constructing everything and like lighting and then I spit it out into like Photoshop and then I just draw on top of it all the shredding and ripping apart and all that stuff. So it's like a 3D of 2D approach. So I start off with like 3D and then I jump right into 2D. I saw a little tutorial like um, I, Scarlet, I believe it was from the Nifty Drop. Uh, you had a post on Insta that showed, you know, it kind of started as like a sketch and then you add in the 3D modeling. And that was a really cool video to show like how that does get created. Yeah, yeah. Like everyone just like was super curious of how the whole process works. So I mean, that was kind of the nice thing about Twitter because you can't really like, I don't know if people really care about like breakdowns and like all that stuff on Instagram as much. So I just started putting that stuff on Twitter. And I think like people have always been curious, like how the fuck do you do that? So I thought it's about time to kind of show that that behind the scenes shit because I think people actually like eat, eat it up, honestly. Yeah, it's interesting, man. Like I had no idea how you were creating this shit. Um, it's, it's interesting to see that like, you're doing all this like character modeling and setting up your scenes and then, yeah, you're obviously your drawing skills are fantastic. So uh, thanks, man. yeah, it's just like a cool way to mix too. Like you are, you obviously understand all the 3d shit from working in the VFX world and then you're a sick drawer. So it's the perfect like workflow in my opinion. Dude. Yeah. I just feel like a fucking kid again. So I grew up like in Northern California and I just started art like when I was like, yeah, like probably six years old and I just used to draw. And um, I did this one illustration where I kind of just like, when I was like 11 years old where I sketched out my hand and I drew all these like psychedelic colors and my neighbor just like freaked out over it. He just thought it was so amazing. So 
he had like Photoshop and Maya and like a Wacom tablet. This is back like in the late nineties, early 2000. So I'd like go over to his house and clippings and I'll go over to his like music studio where he had like Photoshop set up. It was pretty awesome. It was just kind of a nice setup to be able to like fuck around about. And yeah, it was pretty sick. That's awesome. When you're working on like a movie, like Iron Man or something, like how many people are, are working on that shit? Like, do they just send you a clip and they're like, yo, we need, you know, we need like this HUD element popping out or some shit like i don't even know how to, to describe it i don't even know how this shit works like it's like all these various different like departments that people work in like there's people who are responsible for like modeling shit there's people who are responsible for like texturing shit so it becomes like really like rudimentary and like super technical so there's like in ways there's like not much creativity being involved in like yeah. the post-production process because there's all these different moving parts and usually like there's a crew of like I've seen 200 300 people like in one VFX house working on like the same project and sometimes like a thousand or so so it's just like you know you're working like 80 hour weeks 100 hour weeks burnouts like very common like VFX industry is like fucking brutal like being in-house so that's why I ended up doing like uh remote work I think around like 2014 I just became more remote based because then you can just choose the hours whatever you want to do so yeah like you know clients will approach me they'll ask me like we need you know it's usually environmental shit and like map painting stuff like set extensions. I don't know if that makes like any sense so, like background uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so is it like more like concept art type of stuff or or you like, yeah, I don't really I mean, know. That. I'm just curious, like what you're like, what you would get approached with for a job in the VFX industry. Where where your credit would be uh, somewhere in those hundreds of names. Um, I mean, nowadays, it's just like digital artists. It's not even like broken down. It's just like digital artists. And it's like a sea of like names within like the VFX credits, like at the end. And now it's gotten to the point where they're like, fuck it. We're not going to like put these big wall name credits. And we're just going to like say like the vfx house like the company that yeah. worked on it so you're not even really getting like the credit for it and like a lot of artists these days are getting like pretty fucked over in the vfx industry terrible the wages are getting worse it's just like the jobs are like moving more and more overseas so it's just it's not it's not so pretty like for for damn US i always VFX thought it was workers. like that was like in my head it seems like that would be a sick job like I mean, there's a lot of awesome aspects of it. Like, you meet a lot of cool people. Pay can definitely be good. But when it comes to, like, in-house, it's just, it's brutal. Like, they treat you, they treat you differently. Because, like, you know, when you work remotely, you can pick and choose your clients as opposed to, like, you're just stuck with an employer and, and they set your hours and your when you can take a shit, when you can, you know, it's, yep. it sucks. Yeah. It's Damn, nuts. that's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah, so it must be nice, like, all of a sudden – being in the nft space and kind of having the freedom to do whatever you want yeah yeah dude it's just like complete like creative freedom i mean you kind of got that from like instagram but it was just kind of a bit of like a vacuum and you're just doing it for exposure for the hopes of actually getting client work so it's yeah. about it but with this it's actual like there's actual feedback that you get from it it's pretty dope like what's your what are you working on now you got anything in the works or yeah, I mean, Dave Krubin and I, we just did that collab, um, yep. like that sci-fi piece. And now we're talking more and more about doing like future collabs where 
Um, I mean, we, we've kind of talked about it a bit online, but uh, doing different parts, because he, he's a photographer that travels at different areas of the world. Like he has footage from like Tokyo and tons of footage uh, in New York. And he has like access to like a helicopter. So we were talking about doing like aerial shots and shit. So we we're talking about doing another collab together, kind of the same aesthetics, just a future dystopia, uh, cyberpunk style stuff, because I think people were really liking that. And then yeah. just fucking animation stuff. I think I've been doing more animated stuff now than ever. Um, yeah, so you're kind of using your VFX background to make these like new artworks. Like obviously the one you did with Dave Krugman was sick. Like I loved it. There's so much detail in there. If you go and look, like you put tons of detail in the signs. If you look around, there's all these little Easter eggs. It looks like it took you a long time, man. Like how many hours do you think you spent on that? Dude, I guess the thing is, like, I never, like, besides for, like, actual work work, my personal shit and the NFT stuff, I just, like, never record or keep yeah, track yeah, yeah. of how long. Yeah, but I could definitely say, like, ballpark, like, I would spend probably about, like, a month on it and maybe, like, Damn. yeah, maybe, like, a few hours per day and just kind of, like, slowly chip at it. Yeah, that was super fun because... It was like, I think he shot it like at 7K res. So it's like super huge. So we're able to get in there and put all these like fun little Easter eggs. But in the end, like, you know, super early down res it's like yeah. 2K. Yeah. Which did I think you work, they, did you work in 7K that whole time or? Um, yeah, I started off in 7K. But then like once you start adding in all that 3D stuff and all the, the heavy like uh, CPU like render shit, it, it kind of starts bogging down. So I like... I took it down to about like four or five K, but it's like one of those things where it's like, you can just go back and you can up res everything because it's yeah. all like in 3d. So you just change the resolution and boom, it's right there. Yep. yep. If someone buys that NFT, do they get the full resolution as well? I mean, they could, I could actually reach out to my collector and ask like, yo, do you like want the full res? That's if they want to like put it like on a projector. But um, I mean, I like that being able to reach out and say, it, and if the collector's interested, yeah, they totally have access. Like, give them like seven K file and like, yeah, I know. That I gave, I, I threw it at like PlayStation. I hooked up with PlayStation recently, and he has like his studio in uh, NYC with all those big ass screens. So I just threw a bunch of four K animations and the four K version of uh, our collab at him, and like that was pretty awesome. Like. Dave literally had like a re religious experience, like watching that shit. Fucking <laughs> wild, dude. I'm jealous. What was the Instagram video where I saw like your artwork like displayed on those light boards? Yeah, yeah. That was like all the stuff that's up on Super Rare now. And I don't know like the resolution, but I know PlayStation because of like COVID and everything getting locked down, uh, they had like access to all these unused like huge screens that are used for like music live production so they're just sitting around and he was able to pick it up and then set up this whole room for like uh, projection screen screens and he has like the floor like lights up and it's all like interactive like art and yeah he ended up putting like a few of uh, my super rare illustration pieces up and then the dave krugman stuff and it's like i would imagine it's like probably like a 10 by 10 or even larger maybe like up to 20 feet it was huge. It was Pretty sweet epic. to look at and imagine like we'll be displaying NFTs like that someday, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think a lot of people are like talking about that. It's just like, I think people realize, I know like Slimey talked a bit about this of like doing, trying to push the envelope with like screens and digital displays. 
Yeah, which I, I think not really like a. I mean, I really do like infinite objects. I just wish that they had a bigger size. And I also like yeah. a lot of other things is with these displays is there's so many. You can't just plug it in and have it work. You have to set, do go through all these settings and shit. Upload your video. Like I would just, I love how with infinite objects you can just upload the video, give it to the collector, and it's like automatically displayed. You know, there's like yeah, one particular client or collector of mine was yeah, it was kind of like damn dude, exactly that. I wish you could just plug it in and like everyone has like different formats. Not everyone works in Square, so it's not all going to display like right and in the yeah. end. So. Yeah, I mean, but I we could have like a generalized size sizes for, for artworks. Like obviously, yeah. you know, like in social media in general, there's like squares, there's verticals, there's horizontals. It's like as long as you're fitting to like the display aspect ratio, I have no issue releasing art like to display sizes. You know, like once we find a better display, like I'll probably just start exporting my art into aspect ratios that work well with, you know, like the, the standard display. Yeah, even though there's like issues and like, you know, little hiccups, I think there's just such a demand for it that I think there's going to be some really cool like innovation happening with it. And I don't know, maybe people will become more interested in like AR displays where they just like wear some glasses and display their art in their house. It's fucking wild. I just feel like this NFT shit is going to really like push technology to different like places that if it wasn't really like at the space it is now, I don't know how quick, like the interest in like 3D, I think 3D is like gonna, like, software is gonna just like blow up yeah, the interest 100%. of using 3D programs. You know, like yeah, that there, shit's there like seems, free. There seems to be like a, just within the last week or so, I've seen so many people in these clubhouse chats like coming through, you know, especially after Blouse Drop, that was kind of like almost like the catalyst for all these musicians to start entering. And it's like, I go into Clubhouse now and there's like these rooms with like 4,000 people, tons of musicians and shit. And they're all asking about NFTs. Like it's accelerating so quickly, man. I, it's like, I can't keep up. I have to turn my phone off. Just like get dude, to be able to get my work done. Dude, yeah, dude, it's so fucking distracting. I literally like have to put like super, <laughs> no offense to them or nifty, like on mute. It's this constant like I know. flooding of information. <laughs> it's it it does it's so distracting like clubhouse is like fucking cracked <laughs> <laughs> it really is man i'll i'll yeah. like especially when like all you fuckers are talking about it like yo like there's like fucking paris hilton yeah like paris hilton's in a clubhouse and like i see that and i'm like <laughs> i'm immediately just like turning on clubhouse and stopping everything i'm doing to go check out what's going on it's like i heard mc hammer like floats into all the rooms all the time yeah, yeah he's like an early awesome. adopter <laughs> yeah mc hammer's yeah. like already accepted yeah he's the man yeah dude. yeah he's yeah he awesome. was here before all, everybody else way before I saw, yeah. him, I saw him in all the clubhouses before everybody else but yeah now it's just crazy man like i think diplo was talking about it last night um, yeah dude yeah, it's blowing it, up. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I'm really happy for, like, musicians because the music industry is, like, completely fucked yeah. for, like, musicians. Like, these kind of contracts that these record labels throw out to these musicians. And then I think, like, a lot of these musicians, like, probably depend on, like, touring. And then they got completely screwed over last year. And now it's just, like, I think Blau was mentioning, he's just completely cutting out the middleman. Now it's directly from the creator to the, like the consumer. And that was like nuts. I think like he threw out that whole website together and 
it's just it's his his own thing right it's like mm -hmm. blau nft basically dot yeah. com or something like that yeah, yeah they just, what like, did he build... clear oh man a lot <laughs> like, i think it was like over... 11 million and i think yeah. I mean, to make that on an album drop like the rest of the music can be free you know what i mean for like if you just yeah. want to listen to it on spotify whatever he's made his money on that album you know yeah exactly that's I the future i think to go platinum you need to sell what a million i don't know like a million dollars worth of albums is that what it meant <laughs> platinum? sounds accurate probably yeah i, I think i heard Blau say that and then like during the auction he was like well we just went platinum <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah then it's double platinum and yeah like 10x platinum <laughs> yeah and like the musician only sees so much of that rock because it's probably going back into before like all this nft stuff you know if you're doing platinum records you know you i imagine the musicians don't really get to see that much of that money it just yep. goes back to music studio. I, <laughs> live touring is how they make their money and like you guys were talking about covid you know that's tough at this point yeah i want to see yeah. um, some some exulo um music collabs like have you talked to anybody yeah. or yeah like i was saying like before uh covid hit i was working with uh kill the noise he's part of the whole edm scene yeah and... so I, I used to like his like claymation videos of like people getting fucked up you ever seen those like <laughs> dude i never like, like a horror <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like a horror film claymation dude it's great you gotta watch it, those old kill the noise music videos sounds about right uh, yeah he reached out to me i'm like who the fuck's this guy <laughs> i didn't know him at all like at all so yeah like then i just started listening to shit i'm like okay i fuck with this and we ended up having like the same interest like in like japanese anime we like grew up as like kids in the 90s so we do, do, both definitely have like the like same kind of vision and interest and influences. So we just like creatively like jive pretty well. So yeah, we were like working together for a bit, but we had to put everything on hold. And then um, right after that, uh, slime or sorry, not slime. I always mix slime and snail. I've been working oh, with snails. snails. Yeah, I but... saw that on your Instagram. I was like, I need to ask about the snails guy. Dude, so I'm excited. The vomit squad dude. Yeah, he's super awesome. Frederick's like is like a, has such a big heart and i think he's like from montreal but super awesome dude like fun to work with completely like super collaborative and like yeah he's he's awesome and i've been working with him ever since like march of last year so we've been just creating all this like content like revamping like his whole style and like promo shit and new like animations and album art so and we've been talking about actually probably collaborating together like on an NFT drop. So there might be that like coming up. That'll be sick, dude. I'm excited for that. Yeah. yeah. And then you got, I forget who hit you up and DM somebody massive. I don't know if you want to say. Yeah. No. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll keep that downloaded. Yeah. Yeah. There's some people interested, dude. And even before <laughs> some big names, dude, like, yeah. Like I think he has almost like what a hundred million followers, but yeah. Yeah, it's huge so, like household. Yeah, fuck you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, that's like a hundred, two hundred times slime. <laughs> yeah, dude. Imagine like, ima like that's like the position that you're in right now, though. It's like you can literally say no to these, like you know, these big ass names. Yeah, dude. So like, dude, like I was, I think I was like telling you about that on Discord. I'm not gonna say who it is, but it's like some celebrity dude that's like in a franchise with. <laughs> he uh yeah they like reached out to me like wanting to like use my artwork and this is before the nft stuff so i was just like 
it's like you know it just ended up not being worth it and i'm just like fuck now i'm not i'm not end up not doing it so i backed out and and then like i end up taking that work that they're interested in and then tokenizing it and making like triple amount <laughs> <laughs> swindled it is crazy man like i'd never expect expected you know digital art to be selling at the prices they are now <laughs> yeah exactly like i don't know like throw numbers around you know like all right two grand like sure that's that's pretty cool then it's like fucking like 10 grand like 20 grand like what the fuck <laughs> yeah i know like that's like that's like commission rates like you know in like the two grand range i think like the yeah. like doing like so penthouse when i would do their covers they would pay me like five grand to do a, to do a penthouse cover and like that was a lot in my opinion I was like, oh shit, yeah. that's like good that's like a good deal to do like a cover or whatever. And now it's just, yeah, fucking to the moon, baby. <laughs> yeah, dude, you feel the love. It's 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 pretty wild. And he's like, you, you get to reach out and talk with these collectors and like actually like have like a one-on-one and talk to them about like, you know, just like you know, what makes them tick, what makes you tick. It's just it's not like clients. It's like an actual like relationship. So it's yeah, for sure. And they're all cool. super chill dudes. Like everyone yeah. I've talked to, like every collector I've talked to has been absolutely amazing. Like can have like these, yeah. just like they're super interesting to talk to. Super super knowledgeable. They're really here for the art, which is awesome. Like like they just want to collect sick art, and it's a weird like symbiotic relationship between the artists and the collectors to kind of fuel this nft space yeah yeah i know like people were throwing around the word like oh they're investing in us i know some people weren't really into like that word investing but you know in the end it it really is they're investing in like where you might take it where you might take your you know the art of you are you going to be blue chip where you know all this they're literally investing in your future of creating more content more artwork it's kind of like they they believe in you and you believe in like the space. And I think it comes from like a real genuine place. So I, that's, what's kind of fun about creating the artwork because creating the artwork for me, it's like, it's starting to become like come from an actual genuine place where it's like social commentary. So it's like really fun being with like make shit kind of make fun of like, you know, like crypto a little bit, like with the monkey and the VR yeah. headset. Yeah. That's <laughs> You're you're just a, a class A troll. It's great. <laughs> yeah, and I think that shit does really well, like memeable stuff. Like I was so happy when Lush Sucks got into the space because like Lush Sucks was like painting like um he was like super interested in NFT stuff before was like in November and he was trying to knock down doors. I don't know if you guys are even aware of Lush Sucks stuff, but he creates like these um graffiti painting like memeable he had a pieces. Up. Yeah. And it's like completely like meme graffiti art and like social commentary. And he like did a graffiti piece of like people, people's face, and then like um, the Winklevoss twins. And um, yeah, he ended up getting hooked up with with uh, Nifty, and I think he did pretty well in his job. You think he'll? You think he'll tokenize that people graffiti art at some point? I'd imagine. Yeah. Now, now with everything that's going on, I think it makes sense. Yeah, this would be Should. perfect timing. Yeah. I think there's actually a huge market for that. Is it like the face of him, like just beat up looking like an idiot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> there's like, if you go on Rarible or OpenSea, I think there's just a shit ton of people that just make their own and, and pump them out there. So it actually might be, might be pretty full if you want to jump in. And, 
What like yeah. there's there's a shitload of like people faces on Rarible? I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are making like people, people like action people figures, <laughs> like 3D action figures. So fun. That's funny, people, dude. A lot of people love that going around. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty wild. Like doing it for like 13 years every day and giving out free shit. So I think there's a pretty cool story behind that. And yeah, it's pretty cool. Get how he gets you know that respect. That I think he deserves. I think his art's amazing. So were you, before you like hopped into this space, were you like dabbling in crypto at all? Or is this like your first time? Um, first time? time. I mean, I heard about it like back in like 2012, 2013. I think it was like something on like a Joe Rogan podcast. I think he brought up like some crypto dude. And I just started hearing about like Bitcoin going around and then people starting mining that shit like in the early, like 2010, 2012. Yep. And I, I took a complete like, pause from it because i was definitely like interested and curious and like okay it's new currency i don't know where it's gonna go and then like i think when i started uh x sulo in 2015 i was just like for some reason i think i was listening more about the crypto shit so i did like this monkey bitcoin illustration back then and then ever since then took a huge pause on it and i've, I've never heard of nft or any of that stuff until like four months ago but completely yeah. aware of the cryptocurrency shit and that but i didn't know it was this non-fungible token and how people you know are making art and it's all blockchain it's just like i feel like i still have my training wheels on with the educational yeah, part of like crypto blockchain technology it's, it's wild it's funny after talking to a bunch of people like october november is when a lot of us started hearing about this i don't know what the catalyst of it was besides mikey p and my uh situation yeah yeah i mean i mean i know like sales were like not much kind of dips and dabs of like in the early 2020 but in ways i feel like covid really kind of pushed it because a lot of our brick and mortar places were being shut down so i think it really pushed things into the digital art space and what super rare has been around though like since 2017 is that right mike damn have they I, 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 saw, I saw I saw uh, Trevor, Trevor Jones's um, Picasso's bull back in August. And that's yeah. you know, like Blau recommended that I go check that out. And I was blown away at what the you know, what that was selling for back in August. And, and since then, yeah. it's like everything has just tripled. Quadrupled. Yeah, it's insane. I so, think like Super started like two years ago. Yeah. Well, damn. Good for that. So were they were they the first platform then? I don't know. I, I almost imagine it might have been like Rarible. I don't know. I'm like, yeah, I'm actually, I actually here. want to know who the first platform was. That'd be interesting. Yeah. To know. What like was the first that. NFT digital art? Like, yeah. The Pepe. CryptoPunks or CryptoKids? I think it was like, wasn't it like the, the, the Homer, the Pepe one, where it was like the, the Homer Simpson like card? And that was like maybe back in 2017. I don't I, I briefly like read about this shit and then they turned in like crypto kitties. I think. Yeah. I think crypto kitties was the first, it was like the first maybe project or yeah, I know crypto kitties and crypto punks were like the first. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like real, yeah, but what I is guess. the very first NFT? Art <laughs> NFT? I mean, there's so many, yeah. First art NFT. I'm just curious. Fuck, I don't know. There's that whole, like, was it that, um, that, forget what it was called the kitten one and it's like shitting rainbows the nylon cat I've seen <laughs> yeah <that>. yeah <laughs> like that shit's been around like forever yeah that's like I a viral that's... youtube video that's like oh my god yeah <laughs> it's huge like everyone like knows that every like 
kid knows that, but I think they, they tokenized, was it like someone on Top Shot tokenized Paul Pierce uh, shitting his pants in the- Oh yeah, oh, I saw that <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah. That's a must own. <laughs> How much did that sell for? Like $750,000. Oh fuck, dude. Yeah. People are getting really creative on, on tokenizing It was Paul shit. Pierce and he burned it. So can did, wait, know. so who tokenized that? Some random person? Or like no that idea, was like a top know. shots clip. Um let's see. I guess NBA Top Shot. I'm not sure who did it. But That's before so that the NBA <laughs> yeah. would do that to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like Paul Pierce shitting himself. Who doesn't want that? Yeah, how like much would you pay for like a Tiger Woods Masters putt? Oh, oh I don't know, man. That would probably go over a million, I'd imagine. Yeah. Would that have to be the PG telling it? I don't understand like top shot at all. It's like the league runs it. So like they just have a deal with the players and then the players go buy their own highlights. I don't know how it works. (laughs) I haven't looked into it, man. Like the only thing I'm concerned about is like making art, but I'm trying to like understand more about this shit. Like it's fascinating that Paul Pierce shitting himself sold for (laughs) 700K. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's fun about the investment part that you were talking about. It's like, us as lowly collectors could be putting our money into Walmart and Coca-Cola, but why not put it into a human being who's creating something that you like, you know, it's like, even if it does pay off for both of you in the end, like at least you did something better with your money. Yeah. And how did you guys get involved? Like Tyler slime showed us. Yeah. It was just like in October, I bought lost last stand in the nation state and uh, (laughs) sold it shortly thereafter for far too little. Uh, (laughs) You I was do. hooked you, after you, that. You brought it up yourself this time, man. Now I got it tell, out in front of it. Now man. you have to tell everybody how much you sold it for. Uh, <laughs> I, I sold it for 69 bucks. So I, I probably got it for like 60. <laughs> I bought it for like 40. Yeah. So I don't even think I made any money. Oh, shit. <laughs> An original mint. Uh, broke even. Yeah. <laughs> and now how much is it going for? Uh, I have more than that. ask. <laughs> Yeah, like what was the last sale? Fifteen, Mike? I think it was fifteen. Yeah, it's, it's gone down a little 15K. bit. I'm it's getting gone down a little bit. Yeah, the peak was twenty k. That is crazy. That's the number that sticks with me the most. Yeah, for sure. Larry, let's yeah, just wow. get yours out there. No, no. Let's put it on tape so you can walk away from it and not think about it anymore. <laughs> no, which one? <laughs> the big one. Oh, the people one. I sold that right away. Uh, into the ether. Got it. Minted it. Sold it made two grand it was so pumped I was like fuck yeah yo just yeah. made two thousand bucks tonight hell yeah uh man yeah you were so fired up after that sale and then the <laughs> next morning i woke up and i'm taking a shit and i see the just a headline like uh people nft sells for 209,000. Like, what it was someone bought like a specific number of it for 200 g's the next day like oh nice good but that's fun. I don't know. Uh, it's money I never had. So I yeah, just don't have it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's one of those things that you can't keep your eye off of it. And... Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to avoid it, and then I'll just stumble on it. There's so many of them. It's it's funny. You end up collecting what you like. So, you know, yeah, value ends up being what it is. Do you like – I was looking at your stuff and how you drop on Super. Do you, like, have anything, like, tactically? Or, like, how do you pick – what do you, like, put for sale? Are, are you like picky or do you have stuff that you've tied I, up to drop? So I like, kind of tie into that question. Like 
I I started Exula with my wife. So my wife kind of helps like curate and she kind of is like a bit of like an art director type. So she has like a really good eye and I always trust her judgment. She was the one that helped me um, come up with like the whole concept of my nifty gateway drop. So I always kind of go to her and ask her like, what do you think would do well? Cause she kind of studies and sees what sells well in the space and what, what she imagined would project to sell well on like super rare. And we kind of just kind of catalog and go through pieces and pick like the top 10 and then narrow it down to the top five. And then within like the top five pieces, whatever makes the most sense. Like, okay, I think this one will do well. I think this one people will click with. And then we, we pick that and we either just like tokenize the original illustration or sometimes I go back into these because these some of these art pieces are like years old. So I'll go back into them and I start like animating shit on top of it. Just kind of add another depth to it and then throw it out there. And then, yeah, it's like does well. So I trust my wife's like opinion on it and her her viewpoint on what might sell well. So it's kind of a bit of a team effort. So does she is she like uh, does she draw as well or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we ended up meeting in art school because we went to yeah, Academy of Art in San Francisco together and she was studying fashion and um, she was doing a bit of the styling shit and doing uh, like fashion illustration stuff. Got into styling gigs in like LA, but styling in LA is kind of brutal and kind of cutthroat. So she like bounced and fell out of it, which is completely understandable. And now, like, ever since, like, yeah, 2015, she pretty much kind of helped, like, conceptualize a lot of these kind of these pieces. And some of these are, like, sketches that she comes up with where we just sit down and just kind of talk about and conceptualize and just kind of, like, okay, I think people will like that and laugh over that shit. Like, a lot of the Xula XX stuff, like, she helped come up with, actually. So I think we have, like, similar humors. So, <laughs> yeah. That's sick. pretty fun. Yeah, that takes the takes a little bit of the pressure off your back when you you know you got another artist that can help you out yeah like i've completely come up with like bullshit ideas it's like we talk about them. it's like no that doesn't make any fucking sense so <laughs> she like conceptualizes a lot of it so it's, it's pretty fun and then i just execute it so anyways. so you do you guys actually come up with the plan beforehand and then you execute the because the way i go about it is so fucking weird i don't know if any it's like I start so, off with one thing and then it just becomes something else and then it becomes something else. And then finally, when I'm like done fucking with it, I'm like, all right, this is good to go. Yeah, totally with going with the flow, like with our collaboration, uh, there's a good chunk of the pieces that are like on Instagram that have done like really well that we've kind of collaborated on. But then there's a ton of stuff on IG that like I do the same thing as you do. I just kind of go with the flow and just tap into the ether and just spit shit out. Some stuff just kind of comes from nowhere like on my own but a lot of this stuff especially that's going up on like super rare nifties stuff that we've done stuff together and i think well received like within the public because sometimes i pick my shit where it's like i i think that a lot of the community received pretty well one of the popular pieces on like instagram so i assume that i think this might might do well on super rare and so yeah it ends up working out yeah for sure what's the current bid larry i thought it was like 14 yeah haven't started yeah, yeah. the auction yet right did you did no. you upload a new piece recently yeah it was a uh, cellar door it was like this kid this like uh futuristic backpack and he's like a breathing tank oh yeah, yeah i tokenized that like three days ago i think oh shit that's fire dude this looks kind of like a banksy but like way cooler yeah. 
<laughs> thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Much love to Banksy. Dude. That guy's, yeah. Yeah. He's a legend, but like, yeah, I'd rather own this than a Banksy, to be honest. Oh, too sweet. <laughs> I don't, I don't have it in front of me, but I remember it saying O2 on it. What was the first word on the backpack? Cause I think it's O2 easy. Oh. Yeah, oh, like oxygen. Yeah, yeah, yeah like but I knew it, it was something funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah dude, uh, you always, you always use these like little emoji stickers. Um, or I remember, like, in I don't, you don't use them as much anymore. But in your old work, you'd always have like these little stickers of like pills and shit on people's faces. Is that mm-hmm. like? Are these stickers like kind of all like used throughout your artwork? Like, do you continue to use the same ones, or you, do you switch them up a bit? I just, I hand drawn all of these stuff, but I use all the same kind of concepts. So I don't like have like a flat library of like sticker packs or anything like that, even though I think that might be a little intuitive to do, but yeah, I, I used to do that. Sid, and that was a lot of like inspired by Kira and like, uh, Otomo, like the illustrator yeah. that did created Akira. So yeah, like growing up in the nineties, I was like heavily influenced from Gits, like Ghost in the Shell and the Kira franchise. You can definitely see it with the, I like the, the face like melting upward, like all that stuff's very Akira. Like that's two episodes in a row. We got to bring this awesome anime up. Love that. Yeah, dude. Well, I think so many people are inspired by that anime. It is. It's fucking amazing. Uh, like one of the best films of all time, in my opinion. Yeah. It had like a huge culture, like impact. And it was like kind of crazy. I think, uh, I think that the Japanese anime takes place in like, 2020 like tokyo and like the um in the film i believe like the olympics 2020 olympics were going to happen and then in real life the 2020 tokyo is correction i think they they kind of made a plan that because it's just the whole cultural phenomenon of yeah. akira that's crazy i don't know they're doing mean. a live action version soon yeah with like what's his name like uh, the neo zealand yeah yeah yeah, I'd imagine, I think they were talking about doing Kira, then it might have got shelved, but I think they might bring it back. Oh, yeah, like COVID. <laughs> fucking COVID. I keep forgetting. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I feel like people don't really, like, care anymore. No, not at all. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. People are, like, definitely starting to get a little loose with the whole mass restriction thing. Yeah, dude, even I was, like, what was it for, like, you guys when, like, COVID hit? Did you guys go, like in full panic mode and like it's fucking i'm not going outside or like i'm not gonna be around anyone or he's just like oh fuck it it was kind of it was bad for us wouldn't you say like we got hit kind of the hardest next like obviously obviously like california and new york were hit extremely hard but we were up there at one point like yeah i was reading stephen king's the stand at the time which was not a great idea at all so i was definitely freaking out a little bit (laughs) a little cabin fever yeah and Dude, yeah, Slime, don't you have, like, your family works in, like, the medical fields, yeah. right, too? Yeah, my so, whole yeah. family. So, they're, they're actually all vaccinated now. So, nice. yeah, they're set, basically. But when it first started out, they were definitely, like, nobody knew what, how bad the situation was. Like, if you got it, if you were going to be all right. But, yeah, my dad said he, because he was working in the critical care unit with a bunch of, you know, COVID patients. He said he must have been exposed, like, hundreds of times and he ended up being fine so thank god but, oh, wow. yeah but like during the time I, like you know i was freaking out my whole family was freaking out we thought that something bad was going to happen but luckily you know they made it through but it is sketchy man like you don't know how your body there wasn't yeah dude like i think there just wasn't enough information out so 
you know, science is trying to play catch up. So I think people went in panic and this is it's nuts, dude. Like the whole, just yeah. looking back on it. It is fucking crazy, man. Like why is like toilet paper this thing that just has to go <laughs> missing? It's like just the most so, random shit. <laughs> that's why like what toilet paper and graphic cards have in common. This is everything's <laughs> out of stock. <laughs> if NVIDIA made toilet paper, oh. <laughs> yeah, we're almost a year in now. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, honestly, it feels like that. I feel like they're rolling out vaccinations and I don't know. I think this shit's going to get under control. I think people already, I was thinking of was talking to like um, snails and like even kill the noise. I think these guys are going to start touring maybe in the yeah. summer. What I'm excited uh, for is like once this shit's over, like I can see kind of the NFT community turning into something, you know, instead of everybody just chilling at their house, making art and collectors like, you know, just being on the internet, looking at art, like I'm excited for some real events, you know? Like, yeah. I'd imagine some NFT conventions and like yeah, conventions, LA, art shows, fucking meetups, yeah. all that shit. Live podcasts. <laughs> like yeah. tokenizing like an experience or a location. Like, yeah. Hell yeah. I, was I think that's, I think people are going to get trying to tokenize anything that they can. I mean, now <laughs> yeah, that like point. it's flooding. <laughs> These like podcast millions. episodes are going to be tokenized pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Idea. Yeah. Imagine, how can, would, I don't know if we'd be able to like how, how, what's the uh, file size on these podcasts? Huge. Like a hundred megabytes. Oh, that's not that bad. Yeah. Tokenize that. Let's go. And that's just the audio. <laughs> that's no video. So yeah. video is much more. I would imagine. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like yeah, open edition freeze frames. <laughs> Episode one, one of one. <laughs> Guys, just to get like super creative. If you Yo, you actually you can guys... probably do that. <laughs> we're gonna cut all of this. Yeah, yeah now we're just brainstorming. <laughs> <laughs> well, back to those digital actually... frames. I imagine one like the size of a canvas has a QR code reader under exactly. it, and it just you could do your nifty wallet or your super wallet, whatever, and load them up on there, and that's it. And just yeah. bid from or buy it from a gallery. Yeah, dude, that'd yeah. be sick. Mm. Yeah. There's galleries that are already talking about that shit. Yeah, how's it going to work with that? Like, if people don't think digital art's going to be right next to physical art in galleries, they're crazy because I all they need so. is the frame. Like, yeah. yeah, one dope frame that solves every issue that's yeah. actually big enough to display like a sick piece of art, and it's game over, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the big game changer, honestly. Yeah, I think I think infinite infinite objects conceptually is like the right move. I just would what I do, would just love for it to be like ten times the size that it is. Then there's the Samsung screens, Samsung screens. Yeah, they're sick, Samsung's, but like the same thing. You you can't just like plug it in and have the artwork load up and work. Isn't it like kind of it's like a TV practically? Yeah, it looks like a TV. Art. It's easier so just to airdrop like it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not what you really want either because TVs are... Yeah, but if, if you like, if you will sell a one-of-one, one, right, wouldn't you just want it to be like when that person has the frame and they turn it on, it just displays that artwork and like nothing else can be loaded into it? Yeah. Like to me, like, the, like that seems legit. That the seems frame legit. is the wallet. It's like that's where they're stored. Like it that sends it to that address. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that could be interesting. <laughs> Yeah, but then what happens when the like the frame dies? Whew. <laughs> and you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It burns everything. <laughs> yeah, 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 there you go. 
like a burn mechanic once the tv dies yeah that's that's some banksy shit like shredding the artwork yeah (laughs) and the value of the piece just goes up that's what's funny about that like the art market it's just all like you know these guys they set the price for that banksy piece they had no idea it was going to get shredded and and like in reality it might lose value but they're like no 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 it adds value they just like create their own narrative yeah i know exactly (laughs) (laughs) you don't get it man like yeah yeah i'm just imagine if like you did an nft drop and then as soon as everybody got all their pieces everything just gets burned that'd be fucked <laughs> dude speaking of everything getting burned i was thinking like like so i don't know if the likelihood but like solar flares like that shit knocking out the uh, grid yeah. <laughs> that would completely fuck like everything like crypto no more mining everything's just on hold or gone yeah i think like hopefully oh. there's enough infrastructure in place that we could handle that shit the good thing about like the internet That's is true. like it's global, you know, like if one grid gets knocked out, there's kind of, there's some place else that can kind of cover it for a bit. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. And hopes, but like, yeah, if like a fucking asteroid hit the planet, I think we'd be fucked, but fucked. everybody would be dead. So it wouldn't be that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, imagine like how people reacted to like COVID. Just imagine how people would react if they didn't have internet. Like, oh, I know. Year. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a nightmare. <laughs> It's like an entire generation that grew up on internet. Like I like grew up like I remember like the dial up like ninety five and I was just yep. a kid. Yeah, true. What would you do if there was no internet? I'd become like a fucking be farmer. <laughs> I'd like start farming and like plant some beets. Yeah, <laughs> beets like paint. Yeah, dude. <laughs> then we'll just go back in time and we'll have to sell our shit to the gallerists again. Yeah. Let's just hope that doesn't happen, man. Yeah, not gonna lose. I don't think I have so. a new fear now. It's solar flares. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck solar flares. Yeah. It's fucking wild. And then like uh, everything that's going on is like gas fees. Yeah. I I mean, it hasn't been too bad. I remember when I first got onto Super Era, gas fees were like five bucks, ten bucks. I think I think even like Super Era has like a little piece where it says like usually on average gas fees are like 50 cents two dollars it's yep. like now it's like 50 bucks yeah i, I, I got something the other day for 70 bucks i mean luckily yeah. like you know like we we're in the position where we can afford it but there's a lot of people yeah. who can't so i don't know have you heard of um of uh tim's fund illustrator he like started yeah this, yeah it's pretty sick like he started a fund for people who um, i think it's beautiful i think yeah, it's awesome, dude, it's awesome. like just people who can't really afford to mint their own artwork. Like he's providing them money to be able to do that. Yeah. He's creating pretty much opportunity for, for artists to, to that, that want to enter the space, but just don't have the means. Yeah. Cause you know, I think it should be yeah, an evil and evil, you know, like a level playing field, everything. So I think it's really great that people, the kind of initiative people are taking and it comes to like from a real genuine place and you can really pick and choose like who, who's being kind of genuine and wanting to build and, and help the community. Cause you know, it's, it's really cool. I think like just with Blau and his success, I think he was trying to really paint a message for like musicians out there yeah, and try 100%. to lead a new way, new era for musicians. So I think it's pretty exciting. Yeah. I'm definitely excited for like the next, you know, the rest of this year and next year to see like how crazy this space gets. It's definitely 
it's moving a lot quicker than I expected it to. Like looking back, like back in when I first got in the, like, obviously I'm not very new to the space. I mean, I'm very new to the space, but there's people who have been here, who've been doing this for like, I don't know, two years. I can't imagine how, you know, someone like Caldy or Trevor Jones feels like they've been doing this for so long. And then all of a sudden, just like out of the blue shit just went fucking haywire. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. They must be so stoked. Like, you know? Yeah. To be, be able to get in on it in such an early place and like watch it, like, change and go and go through different chapters that's going to be amazing to be able to watch it like go from like its roots to like a fucking flower <laughs> it's like yeah. blossoming this past week like i think this past month like sales alone of like surpassed or are equivalent to the entirety of like nft sales of 2020 damn. in one month yeah it's damn and like last week was it like a week before last is like Things were going nutty, like on Super Rare and Nifty Gateway. Yeah, secondaries and shit. Yeah, man, we're approaching the singularity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a 2050. It's coming in the singularity. Yeah, but the NFT singularity. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking weird, dude. There's been so many articles talking about it, and it's been like on, you know, the business news channels and feel like it's really spreading out to the general public at this point and it's a lot of word of mouth too i like told my whole family about it when i went on a trip and they're all buying it now and <laughs> have co-workers doing it and yeah it's going yeah. mainstream i mean it already has and i i think like you know the whole christie's things and then like what is it like jake paul and the celebrities entering in the space i think it, it creates a huge like how do you guys feel about that like i feel like there's gonna be just people in there just for a quick buck and then that's that's my only concern but you know if people are here like that are going to actually contribute i'm all for it but yeah i'm not a fan of like people just coming in for a quick buck and then peacing out i think at this point in the space like you can you can see that there's a lot of people who kind of avoid those like they're obviously their releases don't do as good as people that you know you can see that they're genuinely here for and contributing you know you know when you see it if it's a cash grab or if it isn't you know yeah yeah was Lil yachty the first cash grab might have been dude might have been yachty coin yachty too early he was an early adopter and it wasn't that big back then yeah he cleared like 30 40k on one piece and yeah he also didn't really promote it like that's what i noticed like he might have said like one thing about it before he dropped and then that was it um, yeah, I know people were kind of like kind of weird or iffy about the little Makeva, but then a lot of that money supposedly was donated towards um, African American like uh, coders. Yeah, so that that's cool. cool for sure. Yeah, the donated like aspects. It wasn't like Grimes. I thought Grimes, a lot of her stuff was being donated, I thought, yep. for a charity cause too. That was a sick drop. I kind of like, I, what time did that happen at? eight o'clock yeah, sunday. sunday at noon maybe yeah. it was sunday at 2 oh yeah p.m. yeah dude i fucking slept right through it because i've been like working till like five in the morning that now my wake up time is like 2 p.m <laughs> my circadian rhythm is just an absolute mess <laughs> dude yeah like how is your sleep schedule it's completely fucked now huh? <laughs> dude i am a mess <laughs> is it because of just like this like the strict deadlines that you have like these drops that are coming up uh are you just yeah, like I'm just like i'm just really working a lot like especially on this music video i spent like a solid three months tweaking shit 
because like the I other mean, thing is, is like after effects, I use it a lot more at the beginning of my career, but now I'm like mainly a Photoshop dude. So it's like, I'm going back to after effects and there's shit I forget. So it's just like, I'm not as quick in after effects as I used to be. So like kind of relearning it and just, yeah, having to learn just new taking things. a while to, yeah. to do certain tasks. That then, stuff that you sent me through uh, online, the some of the stuff that you're showing me like a week ago through text, right? Some yeah, that stuff yeah, was yeah, sick yeah. too. That's yeah. the yeah, I, I love the aesthetics and the style. So I'm really excited for you guys. But I'd imagine a music video like three minutes long, four minutes long. It's it's hella time consuming. Yeah, and, and then there's those open editions that I gotta finish up. So yeah, yeah. it's just it's just a lot of work, man. But I mean, I love it. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> dude yeah like do you you feel like you have like a different fucking drive in you than you did yeah before, like client work yeah just yeah. kind of like half-ass the client work You're like, <laughs> yeah that's what i do yeah. client work. get away with like as limited edits as possible yeah exactly i've never had like a client where i sent something to once and they were like this is sick good to go it's always like it always, <laughs> it's always takes, on purpose like, solid, like four or five edits to even get it to a place that they want it you know like if you ever did something first try no and then whenever they come back with notes i'm like all right sweet (laughs) (laughs) so you so that's so it's not just me you've never hit something first try no like the ratio (laughs) is so limited it's always kind of like it's these fucking like art direct these hovering art directors these pixel fuckers is what we call them in the vfx industry (laughs) literally like pixel pixel fuckers and they're never like satisfied with the, the end product. So it's just like, yeah, do client work, especially in the VFX industry. And I imagine if like, you know, in the motion graphic music industry is just, it can be hell. You can have like thing, yeah. a fucking torturous shithead of a client. That's just like, and yeah. if you're like binded with contracts, but luckily like a lot of my work isn't like bind by contracts. So if like, I'm just like done with the work. I just like, balance i leave it yeah i would love to see like if somebody could prove to me like an email thread where they like hit a client job first first try i would just fucking love to see that like that email thread of somebody like (laughs) we love it (laughs) (laughs) first try this is fucking amazing great work nailed it (laughs) yeah oh man i you know like marvel comics i did their cover art like a year ago they were super easy to work with. They really? they gave me like a ton of ton of creative freedom. I mean, the pay was like okay, but it's like fuck it, Marvel Comics, good exposure. Yeah. I'll go with it. Larry, you and, like that one? Yeah, I, I was flipping through the old, not the old, but the uh, Delbo stuff that I remember looking at early on. Might have been Gateway, where he was just taking some of his old stuff and minting it. That's just real cool, and it's selling for pretty good right now, I think. And Boss yeah. Logic just kind of blowing it up, and then there's gonna be some sort of chemtrail there people picking that up eventually maybe get uh what's his name the spawn guy is like todd mcfarlane he needs to do an nft dude i'm excited for like james jean i don't know if you guys yeah. know james yeah jean. Yeah. yeah it's pretty epic i like the open editions because it allows like everyone to collect because i feel like nifty just has like a bit of a bot issue with like these editions yeah. Yeah. is that right yeah yeah the drawing format now where you can actually like um, put your name into like a hat basically and they pull out 10 people seems to be yeah. a little bit better but who knows i like that yeah that's pretty sick 
I'm curious to know, like, if you did a $1 open edition, like how many would get minted? I was just thinking that <laughs> I, I was thinking five bucks and I was thinking my first thought was 10,000. 10,000. They wouldn't let, they wouldn't let you do that because they're not, no, they would be able to mint those. Uh, It would make no money on it. It would cost more to send it. It would cost more to send it. (laughs) But just for like test purposes, like a $1 open edition or $5 open edition. Yeah. Like Trevor Jones, Trevor Jones did almost 5,000. Right. And his was $777. Yeah. Yeah. For $1. Yeah. That would be mental. Yeah. We'd know how many users there were on nifty gateway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. All right. Yeah. So we'll let you uh get back to work, man. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like grinding. Look at him go. He's on the floor. You're on the floor, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm in I'm in prime editing mode right now. So wait, this is- the other last week, were you sitting at your computer like thinking you were looking proper the whole time when we were yeah. talking to Mad Dog? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, my my uh my my video was off and I thought I was like live the whole time. My I thought I was like there. And then at the end, Mad Dog was like, oh, I didn't even get to see see Slime Sunday's face. And I was like, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, my video was off the entire time. Just a fucking slime. <laughs> Had no idea. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm excited for you guys where this whole like podcast will go. Like, where would you guys like to take it? You can just stick on like Spotify and yeah, it's, there it's on audio. Spotify and Apple Podcasts or whatever, but we're just kind of uh, like chatting with Wait. you guys and learning yeah, and I mean, just asking questions. Yeah, there's really like, we're just doing it for fun, to be honest. But yeah, shoot, if it gets shit, bigger, shoot, if, if it gets bigger then it, you know, that would be awesome. But yeah, I mean. Just let it naturally grow. It just comes from a fun place and just yeah. doing it. Yeah. Dude, exactly. wait, I, I meant to ask, who's the, uh, who's the one follow for the XX account? Is it you? It oh, is me? Yeah, slime. Yeah. yeah. The only, the only, oh, on my private account, the only person I follow is, uh, yeah. X Hulo private. Cause <laughs> is, is yeah. it the same though? Yeah. We gave each other some, uh, love when we got, Oh like, really? You don't follow again. anybody else either? Just one I person. Just you. Fuck yeah. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah. I have to show that fucking band censorship love. So yeah, I follow Slime Sunday's like private page. That's yeah. it. You you that's actually mad funny. I didn't know that. Yeah, that around, fo- yeah. yeah, I thought you were following your regular account. As well no, as I'm not that fucking narcissistic. <laughs> no offense, Slime. <laughs> I didn't know he had one follower either. Whatever. That's good. Yeah, just yeah. That's fucking hilarious. I appreciate the time. Nice to meet you. And hopefully we'll yeah, get for sure. Someday. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. Let's get back to work. <laughs> <Sure, guys. laughs> Someone yeah, behind yeah. you with a whip. Just who we got next? Devin. Yeah, Devin. Yeah, who you guys got? Whip. <laughs> yeah, who, who you guys got next? Thank you, X. Is that right? Yeah. And Jay and Silva. And Jay and Silva. And then who's after that? I, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't know who we have lined up after that. We have a little bit of break, so. We're always open to suggestions. I'd like to talk to Fred. We can Fuck talk to Stefan. Oh, yeah. yeah we can lag. You yeah, should do uh, – I keep talking about him, but Lush sucks because he seems quite the character. Yeah? He seems like an interesting dude. I'll DM him on Twitter, ask him if he wants to talk about NFT shit. I don't I think he's in Australia. Him. Yeah. He's an Aussie? Yeah. So he's probably like, it's probably like morning for him. You're on his time. Is so you're good. <laughs> <laughs> cool guys, unreal. Yeah, I appreciate the awesome, time. Awesome, Nick. We appreciate it, man. 
Yeah, take care. Later. Peace. Yeah, peace. Later.